Hello all, Connor L, obviously. Uh, this upcoming episode that you're about to listen to is something that me and the guys from Krypton Report, Tyler and James, did a few months ago, back in January, to fill a gap where we didn't uh, have anything there, but uh, that that fell through me putting it up, so it's going up now because there's another gap and we're not covering Future State until next episode because Superman vs. Imperius Lex 3 releases way later for some reason. So yeah, I'm also going to open up with a bit of preamble here because there's some Superman news, namely the, the Justice League Snyder Cut and the Superman and Lois delay. I have not been able to keep up with the latest, latest releases of comics. I'm on about Infinite Frontier Zero. So I'll probably talk about those at some point. But yeah, so Superman and Lois delay, seven weeks. And it's only been on for five weeks. You know? And it's it's pretty annoying. You want to keep the momentum going, right? You don't want people to lose interest or forget what the hell was happening. But yeah, just put it on delay for seven weeks. Uh, apparently, maybe uh, it's because Supergirl is starting and they want all the Superman and Lois viewers to go to Supergirl. I think Tyler might have told me that. Um, I, I'm not sure if that's the case, but I, I guess it sounds likely. And then they'll put Supergirl on break and put Superman on Lois on. But the problem is, like, there's viewers of both shows that might not watch the other show. I won't. I don't watch Supergirl. Uh, Mum right now isn't watching Superman and Lois, for instance. So it's, it's. I don't know. I I don't get it, but it's CW, I guess. Um, you know, the CW don't have the greatest rep for a reason. So, yeah, I mean, it just really sucks that we have to wait seven weeks. It's it's just ludicrous. I, I I thought, like, the COVID break was, like, a month, and I would get that. that that's fine, but putting it on for seven weeks, I, I don't know. But, yeah, uh, and the Justice League Snyder Cut came out. I did watch it, so I'll just give a little review here, a mini-review. Uh, there will be spoilers if you haven't seen it already, but it's been out plenty, so if you haven't seen it yet... Like, Razod, who I know for a fact isn't, like, that interested in seeing it. So, either you're not interested in seeing it yet, that you don't care about spoilers, or you've already watched it. So, uh, or, or, unfortunately, you're super busy with work or something. And in that case, just postpone listening to this episode uh, until you have. Um, I mean, but to, to, be, to be honest, it's, it's generally the same plot as the first, the, as the theatrical anyway, so spoilers will just be more differences and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I liked it. Uh, I didn't like it anywhere near as much as even the Batman v Superman Ultimate Cut, which I have problems with, I thought was a lot better. Because, I don't know, Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, they, you know, they spoke to me in certain ways, and the I feel like they were, you know, really, really great looks at like Superman, and a lot of good throwbacks and exploration of themes of his uh, that haven't been done. You know, I mean, in in a bit, anyway. You know, it was just refreshing to see them sort of go back to an introspective look at things and uh, stuff like that. You know, specifically, I always really loved the stuff about Superman's doing the right thing, but you know, in today's cynical society, everyone's sort of picking it apart and saying he has ulterior motives or he's just, 
you know, and um, I really liked that because it's true. <laughs> like that, that is what the world is like right now. Um, and you know, but he, he kept being a hero, doing the right thing and stuff, and I, I really love that. Um, and so the the Justice League Snyder Cut is very much more a standard sort of team up, beat up the bad guy affair, which is you know fine. As Ray and I have said, you read some comics for, I don't know, just some sort of, some comics you want, like, for the themes and stuff, exploration of different ideas. Sometimes you just want to read, like, a big punch-up, and this definitely falls under the big punch-up category. Uh, That being said, you know, I I guess I'll I'll go on to my favourite part of the movie, which was Cyborg, and I, I liked Cyborg in the theatrical as well, but in the... The, this Snyder cut, he got a lot more. Um, I really love, like I, I generally like Cyborg when he shows up. I haven't gone and read any solo Cyborg with Teen Titans, but I like him in the Justice League. Um, I like him in Titans. I like him in Doom Patrol. Um, you know, in, in the comics, I always like when he shows up. Um, and yeah, he was really great in this. And I just there's a there's a scene where he's playing Gridiron before his accident, and it just looks gorgeous. You know, it was a really great scene, and, like, a lot of his scenes were just really good. There's, when he has that weird vision in the mother box, and his family's kind of tempting him, and there's there's a whole different thing going on there as well, but, uh, yeah, he, he definitely, I think, has the most development in the movie, and I think Zack Snyder said he was, like, the heart and soul of the movie, and I, I definitely agree. He's kind of the new member that's the key to a lot of things. And, uh, you know, he was just... I, I really enjoyed all of his scenes. They were really great. Uh, that that definitely elevated the movie for me. I guess I'll go through the whole cast. Why not? Um, the Flash. I thought The Flash was a bit bit heavy on the comedic stuff sometimes, but I generally enjoyed him. My favourite scene in the movie is, uh, spoilers, when he goes back in time and saves the Justice League from dying. It's just a really awesome-looking scene. Really great. Really well done. And it was kind of built up before, and it was nice payoff. And, uh, I mean, obviously it's ironic coming from me who hated the ending of Superman the movie, but this, this felt different, this felt earned. And, you know, it, it, it seems pretty hard. Like, I, I don't know if he could do it all the time. <laughs> it was extreme stress. Plus, the stakes are more than, for instance, just one person dying. He did it when, like, the, the, it wasn't just the Justice League that got messed up. I think, like, it showed the entire world being pancaked essentially so you know which as as we went into in our superman the movie review the original idea was the world would have been destroyed or really damaged in the fight with zod and superman would have gone back in time to sort of save the earth which i'm totally down with uh you know but um yes that was that was a really great scene and i think the I think the cyborg scene might have been after that as well, which is really good. But uh, yeah, like those two, you know, I I was looking forward to those two the most, to be honest, um, because like I, I love Superman, but the Superman stuff was pretty much the same. Uh, there was a couple of new scenes in there, but you would have already seen them if you watched the deleted scenes in the theatrical Blu-ray or DVD or whatever you have, which I have. The only difference is he's wearing a black suit instead of the red and blue suit. And again, everyone's like, so in love with his black suit and i'm like it's okay yeah he wore it in the comics but i think the the red and blue generally looks better um and i think they could have explained maybe why he chose the black suit in the movie 
because they didn't. He just picked it. And it's like in the comics, we know it's because it improves his solo intake, which maybe it did in the movies. We don't know. And that he, he still does the shirt rip at the end, but it's like the black suit shirt rip instead of the red and blue shirt rip. But that just felt really weird to me. Um, and let's see. Uh, Batman was pretty much, uh, you know, he was, he was Batman. He's um, very big on, you know, I thought he was likable in this. Uh, and like, you know, I, I didn't dislike Batman in the, the BVS thing. Like he was, he was a bit unlikable in that, but that's because he was, you know, kind of the antagonist for a lot of the movie. He was just kind of this crazy person who wanted to impale Superman with a spear. So, and he realizes that in this movie, and he's, you know, really torn up about it. And I think it's interesting. Like he really wants to bring Superman back, and I got the impression that they. Did they need him to take down Steppenwolf? I mean, I guess, like, they obviously did in the end, but at that point in the movie, where Bruce is like, we got to bring Superman back, I'm like, you guys didn't have that much trouble with Steppenwolf. I think they had more trouble in the theatrical version. Um, Because Steppenwolf just, you know, okay, so Steppenwolf, uh, much, much better look, way better look uh, than theatrical uh, you know, really expressive face. Uh, the armor, I wasn't big on it at first, but it did grow on me. I like how it sort of uh, not isn't, isn't alive, but it turns into sparks and stuff. I thought that was great. He was much more intimidating, but uh, at the same time, he was never, he never really tranced the Justice League. He tranced individual members. Um, like he beat Wonder Woman by herself, but like he never really took out the whole team. Um, he would just kind of leave a lot of the time, so I never really got the impression he was, like, that big of a threat, uh, you know, um, but, uh, Seven Wolf, but we also got to see Darkseid, obviously, at points, he wasn't in it heaps, but it was cool to see him, uh, he seemed a bit weak on the flashback, but uh, he was, he didn't have his Omega Beams yet and stuff, so he just had a spear, uh, it was cool seeing the gods, cool seeing a Green Lantern, but I, I really like seeing, like, Ares and Zeus, that was great. And they got, they got like, legitimate god-looking bodybuilders to play those roles, which was pretty awesome, and Artemis, too. Uh, and, yeah, so seeing Dark Souls was cool, but seeing Dasad, I loved seeing Dasad. You know, I didn't, I didn't think we'd see Dasad. He, he was great. And it was like a granny goodness came It was cool seeing Fourth World stuff. I would, I'd be, I don't think he would, but it would be cool if, in the future, if he ever, like, in the ultimate timeline where we get sequels that he brought in like the new gods like orion and stuff i mean i'm pretty sure it's like orion's destiny to take out dark side you know it's always a bit weird to me if dark side's like solely a justice league villain but anyway um yeah so batman fine superman fine um there was a part where he like lasers steppenwolf's horn off which i thought was pretty excessive uh like he was already beating Steppenwolf into the ground. I don't think he needed to laser his horn off. That that like that just seemed to me a bit uh, over the top. And I haven't found anything else that he's done in the previous two movies over the top. But this, I felt like, was a bit weird and sadistic. And, yeah, I, I don't know. It was just odd. Um, you know, I guess Zack thought it was cool. And... Uh, who am I missing? Oh, Aquaman was fine. I really, I thought his introduction scenes were awesome. How he's this kind of folk hero for fishing villages and stuff. Uh, you know, that, that was really great. Um, sorry, it's a bit late here. And 
like I'd watch a whole Aquaman movie if it was sort of stuff like that, you know. Um, I, I haven't actually seen Aquaman yet. It still doesn't really interest me that much. Um, and Wonder Woman, I have to say, I don't get it. I don't get why people like Gal Gadot. Yeah, she can yell when she's fighting, and that's cool and badass, right? But she sucks. She's a terrible actress. <laughs> she's really bad. And, you know, there was a scene where she's just with an extra essentially, or, like, a really bit part, and he's a lot better than her. He's out-acting her, and there's also, whenever she does something, slow motion and these vocals play, and the first couple of times, you're like, okay, it's setting up one to one, but they did it every single shot time she did something, and I'm just like, this is over-the-top indulgent, and I really didn't like it. Uh, she, she was a big damper on scenes she was in, and the movie in general. Um, I think I... Sorry, it's Facebook going off. I think I, um, you know, I mean, I liked one Woman in the movie, but she, she was pretty wooden in that as well. Like, the everyone around her was great. Um, but I guess in this, she just sort of stood out more. Uh, yeah. And um, I will say that the biggest down for the movie, though, so everyone knows I don't like the nightmare stuff for obvious reasons. Uh, I think, you know, you're drawing inspiration from, like, the, most overdone, overdone concept and story idea of, like, the, the evil Superman and stuff. But, um... The, the movie ended really nicely. It had, um... It had hero shots of the Justice League. The Flash was running, saving someone, and then it ends with, like, the Superman shirt rip. End movie. Perfect. Perfect ending for the movie. Establishes the Justice League. They're all heroes. They're doing stuff and everything. Then we have Epilogue. Then we have the next thing, which is Lex and... Deathstroke. It's like, okay, cool. I actually, funnily enough, I originally thought that was a weird thing, but I guess not. It's like, okay, Lex and Deathstroke, sure. It should be post-credits, but it's not. Alright, whatever. And then another essentially post-credit scene, but it's not post-credits in the Nightmare Verse with the most fans like, sorry for anyone listening if you liked it, but for me, for me it was the most fan service garbage with Batman and the Joker, and they're referencing Death and the Family, which sucks by the way. Um it's like, ooh, you know, the Joker's referencing Robin, oh, awesome, blah, 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 and just this really long dialogue between them, which isn't even that necessary, and then evil Superman lands at the end, and it's like, we didn't we didn't need that scene, because bef- before that point in the movie, we'd already gotten a tease to that dark future, right? So we didn't need it again. You know, we knew it wasn't resolved. We knew the dark future could still happen, but then again, we tease it, and the movie ends on that really sour grape note, and it's like, uh You know, the, the, Nolan was... I, I think I heard it was Nolan who told Zack or whatever, like, no no after credit scenes in Man of Steel. We're making a movie here. You know, not an advertisement. And this has been a tick of mine with the Marvel movies as well. I really hate this advertising for sequels. You already know if you're going to get a sequel or not generally you don't anyway people seem to like it so uh that concept anyway uh, the reception to the after or the the ends nightmare scene is pretty mixed and then let me get martian manhunter shows up at the very end and he's like hello bruce i need your help also some people call me martian manhunter and then he flies off and he also popped up earlier in the movie there was a really nice scene with Mark Kent and Lois, and then Mark Kent walks out the door, turns into 
General Swanwick and then turns into Martian Manhunter, or he turns into Martian Manhunter, then General Swanwick. And either way, it was really stupid. Um, and I don't really think there was any hints of Martian Manhunter being General Swanwick. Uh, and it kind of ruined a nice scene between Marquette and Lois because it was just an alien. <laughs> And at that point, you're like, oh, was, was Martian Manhunter Marquette in feet? Is she, is she him now? But it's just like, uh, it's just really, again, just like, oh, I get that reference. I read comics. Yay. You know, I just, I, I want a movie to be a movie. Just stand on its own and, you know, not rely on just name dropping and other stuff like that. Like, some of it's fine. Stuff like seeing a Green Lantern. Okay, that's cool. They exist. That's fine. A little cameo. But, you know, Martian Manhunter staring at the camera and announcing he's Martian Manhunter to end the movie. Like, uh, don't like it. Uh, As for Restore the Snyderverse, if it's the only way to get Cavill as Superman back, then maybe? I don't know. I really don't like where they're going with it. Uh, You know, I'm not going to start tweeting Destroy the Snyderverse or anything, though. Um... You know, if you like it, that's fine. You know, it's cool. I mean, I see why people like it. Uh, it would be cool to see more Henry Superman. I just I didn't like where Zack was going. And I kind of said, like, the more control Zack has and stuff, it seems just the worse it gets. I think it's one of the reasons Man of Steel was the strongest is because there was a few people involved in writing and making that. Um, and BVS is just really great. And also kind of... A, fluke maybe um you know like as i said my my least favorite parts of bbs were the nightmare scenes and the justice league advertisements and i knew like oh well that's what the justice league movie is going to be about and it was true but that being said this was still i still like this you know i gave it three out of five um and there was not as much like nightmare stuff as i was expecting um, and, you know, it was just, it was really cool seeing Cyborg. That was great. So that's like my, uh, oh yeah, Amazonians and slow-mo. God damn, that was a lot. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that, that's my, well, supposed to be brief Snyder Cut review turning into nearly 20 minutes. So, hope you enjoyed that. But this upcoming episode with Tyler and James is going to be Just League as well, but the animated show. So the first three episodes, I believe it's called Secret Origins, so uh, Tyler, James, and I go in-depth on that, and we also have feedback from Ray. So keep in mind, this was recorded in January, so if we do talk about news or anything, which I can't remember, it'll be outdated, obviously. But yeah, I really hope you guys enjoy, and uh, next episode will be the conclusion of Future State with Adam back on the show. Alright, enjoy! Hello and welcome to Last Sons of Krypton. I'm Connor from the House of L. And I'm Tyler from the Krypton Report, the Superman of Blue. I'm James from... Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm James, uh, Superman of Red from Krypton Report. Awesome, awesome. So uh, the, the... 
the guys, the Superman from Krypton Report, were kind enough to join me as Ray's stuck in the Phantom Zone, um, trying to get out, but, you know, I don't think what he gets happens out. happens when you're a Yeah, no, exactly, Skrull. Um, he'll be back, though. He always is. Uh, he'll be back. <laughs> they always return. Yeah. I think he'll be back tomorrow or the next day. I don't know. But he'll be back for the next episode, um, which is... We'll be waiting. His pick, that's right. Yeah, next episode is... Uh, he chose some issue from the, the, the 90s. But anyway, uh, today... So I let uh, Tyler choose something today, and uh, he chose Secret Origins, the series premiere of Justice League. I just, you know, I thought it would be fun. Like, we're yeah. trying to think of something to do, and it is one of the best cartoons, I think, um, ever. And I just have not got to really podcast too much about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was like, you know, this would be cool. All of us a chance to kind of do something a little bit different, because, you know, that that show is, like, down the line for James and I. You know, like, we yeah. are planning on this summer kicking off and starting to do uh, Superman, the animated series. So that just means Justice League is farther down the line. So Yeah, yeah. and we were going to do that after we did Legion of Superheroes. Right. Uh, but uh, for us right now, neither one of us has that on physical media, and we were using DC Universe, but that's gone. Yeah. A lot of stuff... Uh, a lot of stuff is. There's some things on there still, like Justice League, the animated series, but Legion is gone. Yeah. So we had to put a pause on that for our Legion of Superheroes episodic reviews. Yeah, I didn't think that was the same continuity as these shows. It's it's not. It's just where we are in our planning, so it just shows right, that right. Justice League is even farther away. Oh, <laughs> I see. Yep, yep. Yeah, no, I mean we uh, we don't we don't really have any sort of plans for the the media side of things. Um, mm-hmm. So you know this is yeah this will be good to talk about because uh, I don't know if we if we did do this it would have been a while away. So, but uh, yeah, I've I've uh, all the Justice League on DVD. I have Batman on Blu-ray and Superman on DVD, but I don't have Batman Beyond, but I do want it. Although I've I've seen all of them. Um, but I haven't seen every Justice League episode. It's been a while since I've watched Justice League all the way through. I have Justice League. So I have the first season of Justice League. I don't have the second. Um, I have Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. And then I have most. I have Batman the animated series on DVD, but I don't have the New Gotham Adventures. On DVD. Right. Because that one's always been really hard to find. Um, and then I have, I think, I have two of the three seasons of Batman Beyond on DVD. I just can't remember what two I have. Right. Well, they, they, and then I have all of Superman. You know, I know Batman and uh, Batman Beyond are like all collected on Blu-ray now. Um, and I think Justice League is next. I have unlimited on Blu-ray, right? Like, but I don't have. I have regular on DVD, but I need to get season two. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I have a couple of volumes of Batman the animated series. I have 
the complete series of Batman Beyond. I have the complete series of Superman the Animated Series. Um, but I don't have any of the Justice League, so yeah, uh, it was one of the first things that I rewatched on DC Universe. The whole thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I will say, like overall, out of all these shows, well, I haven't seen Static Shock, but like Justice mm-hmm. League is my least favorite. Like, I prefer Batman, Superman, and Batman Beyond shows to Justice League. But I think that, like, I guess it makes sense because Justice League sort of has this rotating cast of characters that it focuses on so you know it's not you can yeah focus yeah on the original uh the original two seasons was still the main seven i yeah. think they still brought other people but then once they went unlimited it was a rotating cast uh yeah. it was different people every episode or every two yeah and even uh, like some harder. of the core seven episodes just focus on different members um you know but like uh, yeah, we might as well, so, uh, first off, Superman news, I don't know if there is any, this stuff has come out, I haven't read it yet, <laughs> so there, there's that, um, and yeah, there's, there's nothing really earth-shatteringly new, uh, so do we want to fly off to Mars? Yeah. Alright. Up, up, and away! <laughs> Okay, so, Justice League... (laughs) Whoosh, indeed. Uh, (laughs) Justice League Secret Origins, so it's a three-parter. And we'll start off with part one, which has a really cool opening, I thought, of, uh, you know, because I love my sort of cosmic, weird horror sort of stuff, and there was a lot Mm -hmm. of that in this. So these two astronauts find these ancient, weird ruins on Mars, um, and, you know... Uh, they accidentally free whatever's in this big sort of almost like a tomb sort of thing and then we get a time skip for two years later and we have batman investigating this weird stuff this this whole episode essentially it's just batman and superman um it's it's batman and superman with like a cameo wink of the flash yes yep he does pop up in it um and uh yeah, so I I really like this first episode. Uh, you know, I thought I I agree. Um, I really like the first episode because it gives us, um, it gives us what do you call it. It reestablishes that you know we're we're in this continued continuity. You yeah. know, that's Batman the animated series, Batman the new Gotham Adventures or New Adventures. Uh, Superman the Animated Series. Technically, Batman Beyond is in this continuity. Yeah, it was just even though it's in the future. Yeah, because uh, it it'll get touched on later in one of the series. Um, but it, it just kind of re- reaffirms to us that hey, these guys have met. Yeah. Um, you know the um, I was just kind of thinking about it as I was watching it. Like, um, you know, they have similar look same animation style but like you know redesigned different costumes mm. um then we've seen superman's is a little different just the way he's drawn it's a little different a little bit more big uh like barrel chested than he was before which is and, uh, kind of ridiculous in my opinion because he was already very top yeah. heavy <laughs> uh, 
But then, you know, one thing to I think more or less yeah. they kind of like just slimmed them down from the waist in their legs. Which, yeah, he was already yeah. like a walking Dorito. Um, <laughs> now he's even more like it. So, <laughs> like, especially in the intro, when he flies out, everyone else looks kind of normal, but then he, like, pu- his silhouette punches through the wall. It's like this triangle with legs flies out. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a fine design. It's just something that I notice all the time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and Batman has this sort of new Batman Adventures look. Uh, I'm not sure he's how he's different it more, is. The really long slim. years. Yeah, he's a little bit more slimmer and streamlined. Like, if you want to think of, like, the new Batman Adventures, like, it was black and gray, and he's a little bit more bulkier and square. Yeah. He's a little bit more... Th- like thinner here the longer ears um but the biggest thing is like we have a new superman voice actor yes uh george newburn and this is where he gets his start and i mean in media you know everyone immediately defaults to kevin conroy for batman he's done it so much but you know i've not kind of i think if you were to look at crossing different mediums George Newburn's done the most, but it's always kind of between George Newburn and Tim Daly. Yeah, I mean, I've I've always been a Daly guy. I just feel like he has a lot more range and emotion than George Newburn does. Um, I don't know about you guys. I kind of go back and forth. It sometimes, like I love Tim Daly as Superman's voice, but then you know I just think about too, like George Newburn's done other animated stuff, but then he's done the video games. Yeah, like I've really been playing a lot of Injustice mm. um, with my son. He's he's really enjoyed that a lot. So uh, we've played that a lot recently, and George Newbern does that. So and George Newbern has off. most most of the the stuff he's given in Justice League is a lot more serious um, than than stuff that Tim Daly was given. Um, there were some lighter hearted times. In Superman the Animated Series, yeah, I mean, it have the they did have an apocalypse invasion and Dan Turpin died. They had yeah. a lot of things that um, were still very serious, you know. And Tim Daly did really great on those, but he also was able to play uh, a more lighthearted um, Superman, yeah, throughout most of the series as well. Yeah, I've I've. Speaking of that, somewhat related, I've always had a problem with Superman's portrayal in Justice League. Uh, you know, it's, it's I get that he's older and more jaded, but like a lot of the times he is just part of my French and asshole. <laughs> mm. And yeah, they, they make him a little bit like that. Yeah, but and I no mean, one else on the team him. is like that. It's just him. They they depower Superman like in the animated series yeah. and in Justice League, and then they make him kind of stuck up. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I feel like a lot of um, a lot of people who grew up watching this, you know, kind of kept that impression of Superman, uh, which is a shame. Yeah. But the series is hugely popular, and yeah, Superman's just like this kind of stuck-up guy, and he gets beat up a lot in this series. Not as much as Mar- Martian Manhunter, but, you know, he, he gets second prize <laughs> for just... Like, the amount of times he's electrocuted or just taken out of the fight really quickly. Um, you know, he just seems kind of useless. And he, he's so slow. And this is in the animated series as well. He's very slow. 
Uh, and I, like they they really depowered him. I mean, I think even Golden Age Superman is mostly more powerful than this Superman. That's like the least powerful comics version of the character, really. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but like I'm not a power level guy. I don't mind that he's not that powerful, but. Watching this series, it was noticeable how many times he was just rendered useless. Um, yeah. But uh, that's that was my impression. And I haven't seen the whole show. I've seen a lot of it, but uh, yeah. I mean, it's been a while since I've watched it straight through, but I just remember them talking about him being depowered and just being one of the things they wanted in, you know, the series is because they wanted... <clears throat> You know, the thinking about the time frame when it all started, you know? Yeah. It goes along with the thinking of Superman that, I mean, they still even did it in Supergirl, the, uh, oh, the depower yeah. Superman to help prop up other people. Yeah. Um, in, in the show, there were some conveniences, but there were also some things, magic and kryptonite and stuff yeah. that... Uh, as well as aliens and stuff, but he had some really good stories, like especially the story mm-hmm. where um, he gets sent to to the distant future. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's... and he's on Earth under a red sun, and he has no power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was about to say like the when I've watched this show, Superman has never uh, special. Oh, sorry, I didn't. I think you cut out for me there. Um, I'm here. You were saying, okay. can you hear me? When you watch the series? Oh yeah. Um, so when I watch the series, like I notice if it, so if it's not a Superman centric episode, he's not going to do anything. Like he's just going to get knocked out or be a jerk or something. But if it is a Superman centric episode, then obviously he gets to, you know, show off a bit. Um, well, not not really show off of it, but you know, he just he gets some good characterization and stuff. Like I. Very notable arc, that one you mentioned, of the Red Sun in the future. Um, obviously, for the man who has everything, both are kind of adaptations of comics. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, most of the time, yeah, he was, as you guys said, sort of used to prop up other heroes, which is, as I said before, on mm, not so much on this podcast, but more on the Iron Fist podcast, uh, propping up other heroes by making another hero look bad is, like, one of my least favorite writing uh, tropes. Mm-hmm. I think it's very lazy. Um, yeah. You're, you, I just come to your Superman, um, your spotlight on Batman Superman. Mm. Uh, the the current oh, yeah. run. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and you were, you were talking about the same thing there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, well, that run so, has obviously done a and, great job of uh, not having anyone sort of take a backseat. Yeah, yeah, we we just we actually just discussed the the last episode or the last uh, issue that they did with Solomon Grundy. Right. Yeah, I haven't read that one yet. Um, it's good. I, it's nice. Yeah. Nice, uh... So that's the second last issue, right? Because it ends at sixteen, I think. That's the last issue. That's the last issue I read, and we're in future state now. So. Oh, okay. Maybe that. Maybe that was the last. The Grundy's Uh, the last one. It's kind of like just a one-off. They do have a Batman Superman future state. 
Yeah, with the new writer, Greg Pak. Not sure exactly Not Greg what Pack, it, sorry. Um, um, or, or which characters because of... Uh, why am I blanking on his name? He did the Superman Smashes the Clan, the new writer for Batman. Oh, yeah. Gene. It's yep. not... Gene, yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm intrigued by what he'll... Uh, he's got he's uh, got big shoes to fill, I think. Uh, I'm not sure he'll be able to measure up, but that's just me. I As I said on the last episode, everything I've read by him has not been great. Even though I really like him as a person, and he has really cool ideas about Superman, the stuff I've read by him has just, you know, never hit the mark with me. I liked his... I liked Superman Smashes the Clan. It was interesting because it was kind of the <clears throat> golden age Superman evolving into the start of the Silver Age. Um, mm. This part of, like, Superman's arc. And That's did you, any of you guys read um the superman of china no i no, i didn't get around to that yet and here's my quick thoughts on it it's good um i like it it's good but at the same time it's i i don't like that it's the superman of china because it's so where it starts makes sense but it's so unique unto itself I wish he had just been given his own name and then like people jokingly yeah. call him Chinese Superman or the Superman of China because like his is all based on, you know, chi energy and right. more of the Chinese philosophy, even though okay. the initial energy comes from the death of Superman of the New Fifty Two Superman. You know, when he died and had that whole, like, energy split and stuff. Um, and I don't want to give anything away, but, like, it's a really – I mean, it's great to read. Like, it's a really good read. Yeah. Um, it's a good run. But I think it was just so unique unto itself that by um, calling it the Chinese Superman, I think, almost took away from the character you were building. Yeah, I get that. I only saw him pop up in the final days of Superman. But I heard his run was good. Um, yeah. So I'm just... Right. Um, so back to this episode. I'm just looking here. We uh, also, in this episode... Oh, I'm sorry, I don't want to... I just want to point out, like... Good. So we get to, we get that... We, get, we mentioned that we get to see the Flash. Yeah. And we know for sure that this is Wally West Flash. Yeah. Do you guys consider... Earlier in the series, when Superman raced the Flash to you, was that Wally or was that Barry? Because I was kind of headcanoning it to myself that that was Barry. Yeah, same. And that something's happened that Barry's not there and now. Wally's the Flash. Yeah, I I always for some reason maybe I read something somewhere, but I always assumed that that was Barry Allen in that episode. Yeah, me as well. Because I know, like, with Green Lantern, like, in here we meet Jon Stewart. Yeah. It Coming up. And in Superman the Animated Series, we met Kyle. Yeah. But I know later on in Justice League Unlimited, something happens, and we find out that Hal Jordan's out in Sector something, doing something, you know. So I always just kind of thought that, yeah, Kyle was here, but then the Green Lanterns kept their thing going, and then just John happened to be the one that was around when the Justice League formed. You yeah. Know? So I kind of 
like, and that's how I kind of looked at with Flash. Like he had his own things going on, um, because. But the other two, we get a in this episode, we get a quick cut of tease of Wonder Woman on Paradise Island. And yeah. This is our first introduction introduction to Wonder Woman. We yeah. haven't had any other introduction of her or the characters in any other series. Yeah, yeah. Now we had Kyle and the Flash in Superman, um, but yeah, we don't have. We haven't had Wonder Woman at all. I don't even know if she's been hinted at, but yeah, she's not. Obviously, she's she's not Wonder Woman yet. She's just you know. Yeah, Diana. she's just Diana. I'm yeah. The mascara. Yeah, and, and then we get. Uh, and then we get our introduction to John Jones. Yeah, yeah, right at the end. Um, but uh, I, I remember... Actually, I just want to point out, for starters, I like the introduction to this show much better than Unlimited. I like the music better. I like the sort of animation style for the hero's introduction. Mm-hmm. I was never a fan of like, the guitars they use in Unlimited. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That slow kind of walk, yeah, was the sun's rising kind of thing, like yeah, I think that was yeah, it was a more heroic and epic introduction, and I think it's aged a lot better than the unlimited intro, you know, because you're using that classic yeah. orchestral. Um, Orchestra is always just timeless. Like yeah. when it comes to music, like if you want to make something feel as timeless as possible, you go with orchestration. Hmm. Yeah, but uh, we start off with Batman after Mars, and, and uh, so like basically there's these three like I thought it was really cool how they set this up. There's these four people working in this observatory or something, a satellite communications facility. One guy leaves, then the others start talking in this alien language, and it was like a very sort of uh, just remind me like very fifties kind of sci-fi. You know, mm-hmm. these aliens, like, these aliens that can take human form, but they're super strong and stuff, and Batman tries to take them down, um, and then Superman comes, and he's like, do you need help? And Batman's like, no, I don't need help. And I'm like, dude, there are three <laughs> things with, like, super strength. I think, you know, either way, Superman can't help, because he immediately gets taken out, which is foreshadowing to his role in the show overall, I guess. <laughs> yep. But, yeah, so he shows up, stuff happens in his head, he collapses for the whole fight. Batman tries to capture the uh, aliens, but he is not able to, because, you know, the... Uh, oh, yeah, the, that's right, they blow themselves up, and then they're all... You know, they're kind of graphically, like, twisted into each other and stuff. Which I thought was interesting. Like, cool visually. Uh, yeah, the way they, the way they, um, the way these aliens, uh, shapeshift and kind of like ooze, they're almost, yeah, they're almost liquid in a way. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was really cool. Um, and so Superman then wakes up and he's like, I have to go, but if you need help, he gives him a signal watch, um, which you should just make like. For a bunch of people, I guess, and you know, right? Everybody who's everybody who has a close relation to Superman in, in any way, except Lois Lane, because <laughs> as we saw in that comic, she just uses it too much. <laughs> um, so Superman goes on this like 
his kind of plot in this episode is he's been he's essentially like the quest for peace superman 4 you know the united nations is like this guy's like superman's gonna disassemble the nukes and everyone's like yay except for that one general who goes no this is bad news and then superman runs around disarming all the nukes for ages and this is where we get that Barry Allen, no, not Wally West cameo as the Flash. And the Flash is like, hey, Superman means well, I'm sure, but, you know, he can't be everywhere at once. Um, did you, did this remind you of Quest for Peace? Uh, yeah, I mean, the nuclear disarmament. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of funny that they use that. Um, but I guess, you know, there'll be a twist later on. And you know, I mean, yeah, I yeah. mean, it's it's for a reason, you know. Um, I mean, yeah, we can spoil it now, or wait. oh yeah, I mean, we're we're in the episode, yeah. Basically, the, you know, the it's the aliens' plot to get rid of all the nerds. yeah, they're yeah, they're shapeshifters, and they have a um, an alien inside of the United Nations, and they they fight for the nuclear disarmament so that way we have no more nukes to um defend ourselves yeah defend ourselves exactly against the in, against the invasion and uh it's funny cuz yeah the, the senator who comes back he's the senator is the guy at the start who is in space but you know he turns out we find out at the end no he's not he's a white martian those are those are the baddies we're dealing with a white martian Good for you I will, I will say... Um, I mean, pretty much, I yeah. This, I watched it with my kids. And, like, we, I hadn't watched Justice League like this um, for a while, from the beginning, with my kids. And my daughter was... She she was like, oh, he's bad, Daddy? Like, you know, it was just kind of cool because they were, like, really excited. And I was trying to explain to her, like, that's a three-parter, you know? Because she's like, wait, wait, where's... Where... Because, like, you know, when the first one ends, we haven't met everybody. Yeah. And so she's like, what? And I'm like, well, baby, hold on. Let me play the next part. And she's like, same episode? I'm like, kind of, you know. So it was it, it brought new life to watching it because, like, we talk, like you guys, you were saying about the music. Like, this series really is classic. Yeah. And, you know, I think this series defines the Justice League. That's why... You know, in a lot of ways, I don't know if you guys said this, um, but why it baffled me that the Green Lantern movie didn't just do Jon Stewart? Because to so many people, that's Green Lantern because of this series. It's very like, yeah, but it's like, it is that. But I feel like to a lot of people, this was a justly, but not to everyone. You know what I mean? I think there's still plenty of people who are all about like that Super Friends and that Bronze Age you know, I mean, it was pretty funny how people thought that Green Lantern was being whitewashed because of this series. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've, for speaking me personally, I've, I've never been a Jon Stewart fan. Um, I, I like, yeah. I like Jon Stewart know. a lot. And, and I also try to, when I look at my Justice League, I try to think characters like what each character brings. Yeah. Like, you know, and their different diverse backgrounds and unique personalities. Like, so like which ones work together from the different yeah uh, elements. But I get what you're saying. Well, I get I get why they use John 
Stewart in the show, definitely. Plus, like, you know, the obvious thing is he, you know, there would have been no, um, everyone would have been white <laughs> if, if John wasn't, uh, the Green Lantern in the show. So, um, but now that they have Cyborg running around, they have Hal Jordan sort of back mm. as, like, one of the original seven Justice Leaguers, um, you know, I was like, I really liked Kyle, but I get why they didn't use him. Um, I wish he popped up outside of like a cameo, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish there had been a whole episode of just Green Lantern focus. It's pretty weird that it there would... wasn't. Yeah, and it would have been like the different lanterns that are existing at that time. Yeah, because they they did heaps of obscure characters in um, Unlimited. So... Yeah. But, yeah, um, and they did a couple of different Lantern episodes, but it was always still focused around John yeah. and um, what he was doing, uh, what he was working on. Um, there's only a, a couple other Lanterns shown, but yeah. they, they were only for that one episode. That, and it wasn't, it wasn't Oa, it wasn't the Guardians, it wasn't uh, other lanterns uh of our sector or from earth yeah yeah um ironically like this this show is beloved but this is one of the reasons i was never a justice league person because i was never hugely into this show and i didn't really like the team dynamic in the show um i thought i don't know like i don't want to say the show was too serious but i don't know i just the, the dynamic the interrelationships between all the characters just didn't do it for me um, I'm glad the Flash is there to lighten it up, you know, but... Yes. Well, he's the most pivotal member, not to jump ahead in the series, but we learned that he's the most important member. Right. <laughs> I don't think um, I've seen that episode. Oh, with the Justice Lords? Oh, no, yeah, I've seen the Justice Lords, yeah. Where you find out that they went bad because the Flash died? Yeah, yeah, I remember that now. Well, except for Batman, because he can't go bad. Um... <laughs> But, uh... I mean, Flash has that great line you're talking about Batman in, as I think it's episode three, or hold on, it's episode two, where, um, where is it? Where they talk about the aliens have to live in perpetual darkness, and they're like, like friends of yours, <laughs> the Flash says to yeah. Batman. <laughs> uh, Batman's not as much of a jerk as I remembered in this. Um, I think he becomes a bit more of a jerk later on, but like... Uh, I, notably, because I've, um, I think I've said on this podcast, I've been watching Batman the Animated Series, I've been taking a bit of a break, because I watched about 60 episodes in a row, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, I found, like, Batman and Bruce Wayne, I found were so likable in that. It made me fall in love with the character again, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, when he's just all, like, cold to everyone around him, like, when he's on teams and stuff, it just, I don't know, it just doesn't do it for me, and he's not, I guess he's not, like, he's not bad in these three episodes, but when he's just, like, a perfect example is just when he's too cool, you know, like, at the end, we're jumping way ahead here, but at the end, he builds them a base, and then doesn't join them. It's like, dude, you built the base, and you're gonna be like, oh, no, I'm not a team player, even though I have, you know, Robin... Batgirl, <laughs> Nightwing. Yeah. Um, it's always my joke. Well, you know, it's like... ...but has the most sidekicks out of anybody. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I mean, later on in the series, like when the Justice League uh, 
surrenders himself all to like be arrested, you know? Yep. And Batman says, uh, he says, I'm only a contingent member, you know? <laughs> I mean, he's a founding member, but he's not, he's like, I'm only contingent and he won't, and he won't do that. He won't <laughs> get arrested. He's like, to hell yeah. with that. I do. Yeah. I like that. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you're he, not doing anybody any favors by getting locked up. He built their base and then he's like, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not a part of the team. Even though I built the base and put refreshments in there as well. Yeah, um, he just—he always seems like he—he's like, I want to be a part of things, but I can't let you know that I want to be part of things. Yeah, I have to pre- yeah, I mean, that I have be to charming. Pre- I have to perpetuate. I have a loner rap, and I gotta protect it. Yeah, yeah, Which... I have to perpetuate my my uh, sadness. Again, as... hey Alfred, get Dick, Damien, Jason, Barbara, Duke, <laughs> Stephanie, Case, uh, Cassie. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it is funny because. Kate. All to the cave. <laughs> out of out of everyone on this team, he easily has the most sidekicks. In fact, I think Superman's the only other person who has a sidekick in Supergirl. But I don't even know if he can call them the crime fighting partners, really, because she just more does her own thing um, in his series. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She had some good episodes, actually. But uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, I didn't want to go on it. Of one of my quintessential bat rants, I was just pointing out like the Batman really changes over the course of these shows. Um, yeah, yeah he's mean... he's very smart. He's not so much of a jerk, but he's very stern and and um, yeah. steadfast in his in his beliefs in the way he thinks. Um, and uh, I mean, so he's not he's not just he's not just an asshole but he uh, he's also kind of like uh J- grant morrison's jla's bat god yeah you know he can he can go up against these alien threats with all of these super powered people um which just and... yeah despite my morrison love i'm on the record for not liking bat god um like if he he can be on the justice league he can be the brains that's cool but i don't like him you know but uh, I mean, for for the cartoon though, it's 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 not as yeah. bad because it's a cartoon. You know, you got to show. I mean, action. I mean, his place is kind of like kind of like when he was uh, where where he was at the end of BVS. You know what I mean? Like he's thinking, he's got something up his sleeve. Yeah, there ain't nothing he can do until the time until his moment comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry guys, this is this is a discussion of the Timverse overall in parts <laughs> because. That was inevitably <laughs> going to happen because we're jumping yeah. in like to the far, jump- yeah, the second final series of this. I universe, mean, what so. it, this is technically what if you look at it the if you look at how they break it up, Justice League is technically the fourth entry. If you yeah. look chronologically, because it would be Batman animated series, Superman animated series, and then with the new Batman Adventures, then Justice League. That unlimited and Batman Beyond. If you look chronologically, and then in terms of how, when it came out, this is the second last. Uh, yeah, yeah, it yeah, was because... Justice League and then Justice League Unlimited. Because and, I mean, really, you know, they had yeah, Static Shock really in there somewhere, but yeah, they didn't really cancel. Um, what do you call it? Ah, um, oh, crap! They didn't really cancel um, Batman Beyond. They just like stopped and did Justice League. So they yeah, really was... give it like a really good closure. That's it, why they yeah. have later on the epilogue episode of Justice League, where they 
give closure kind of to Batman Beyond. Which was good because, yeah, Batman Beyond did not get an ending at all. Um, like, the the final part, the final episode was just, like, this random episode about a bomb or something. There was no major plot movement or anything. Um, yeah, that's 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 kind of messed up, you know, you, the final episode of a show, just a random story as opposed to being able to um, yeah. close off the character and, well, not even close off, but just, like, wrap up some storylines, reach back and, you know, kind of have the history of the character inform what's happening in the last episode. Yeah. And kind of giving them a nice send-off. So I'm watching these uh, episodes again uh, while we're recording. Yeah. Um, that's, that's why we heard the <laughs> the introduction way oh, back right. during our introduction. <laughs> um, and uh, so I'm in the second episode here, and it's just funny. Uh, we were back because Wonder Woman 1984 came out. And the lasso is just whatever it needs to be, however long <laughs> it needs to be. And Wonder Woman wraps up these gigantic walkers yeah. with her lasso, and she throws it around the leg, and then she wraps around the legs like six times around these gigantic walkers. It's as long as it needs to be. It's a magic lasso. <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, well, it's, it's like, like the... Yeah, there's a lot of things like that in this. Um, like, the Batarangs can cut through anything, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's my Batman. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, things move on. Batman and Superman are doing their own thing, investigating, disarming nukes. Uh, and then they meet up again when uh, Batman activates the signal watch after he gets a, uh, I don't know, like a wall dropped on him, essentially, by these aliens that he's been trying to fight. So Superman saves him, drops him on a hospital stretcher, and the lady tries to unmask him, but he doesn't let her. And so Superman tries to... Yeah, there's like a huge comet that crashes into Metropolis, and then this giant uh, War of the Worlds thing comes out. Yep. So I was going to say, it's like War of the Worlds meets the White Martians. Yeah, which and it's really cool. Like, I love the designs for all these aliens, and like the setup in this episode is creepy, and it's great, and it's probably my favorite episode out of the bunch. Um... And Superman yeah. tries to fight it, and he does the classic Superman move in this universe where he just flies directly towards the big laser and gets hit by it. <laughs> <laughs> Very slowly as well. Um, <laughs> so that takes him out. Um, everyone's like, oh crap. So they're all firing on it and stuff. Um, and... He, then... he does get some super saves, saving does, some people off the does, street. Yeah. He does have some cool moments. Um, my, my, my complaint about Superman getting beaten up all the time doesn't really pertain to these three episodes. Um, yeah. Well, you know, they do do, uh, they do talk about something later on in the series as well about, um, uh, Superman always goes out in front and takes the big hits because he can. Yeah, that's true. He go, yeah. He goes out and he, he, t they're, they're talking about him not risking himself like that just because he is Superman and, and trying to do things differently. Um, but for, yeah, a long time in the series, that's what it's about is he, at, at least they justify, you know, a, a reason why he's always the first one to get taken out because he's always the one out there taking the, the big hits. He's the group tank. There's just no heels in the group. So he goes down. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I have a comment about that real quick yeah. is when we were watching this and they split up, okay, in the second part. I don't want to jump ahead, but it kind of falls into what you're saying. Yeah. Solomon says to me, why didn't Superman and Wonder Woman go together? Why Wonder Woman and Batman? I said, well, because you send up, you know, Batman with the brains and Wonder Woman with the strength. That's why you pair Superman with somebody else, too. You don't put all your heavy strength on one team. And he's like, oh, okay. You see, you can kind of see he's like working it out like, oh, Okay. I, yeah, I I I didn't like I I the pairings that they went with. I think the only reason they did Wonder Woman and Batman was to set up their relationship later on. Yes, I was thinking like I don't know. I just I because I was thinking what you were thinking, but Superman and Hawkgirl were the two heaviest hitters on the team. Why would you put them together? Was my line of thinking. Um, yeah, like I mean they're, they're the they two flying Wonder aliens. Woman's rookie. You know, I mean, I think honestly, though, a heavy hitter would have been Superman and Martian Manhunter. That's true. But Martian Manhunter is an amazing character that, in this series, makes me wish that we had gotten more Martian Manhunter. If we want to talk about Carl- like characters getting beaten up, Martian Manhunter is the king in this TV show. It's pretty much a meme how many times he gets taken out in this show because he's because he's so powerful. Yeah, I feel like they always just take him out so that he can't just destroy the threat, essentially. Um, which again, I don't like. I don't like how they do that to him either. But he, you're right. He is such a cool, cool character. But yeah, it it sets up the whole uh, <clears throat> uh, Superman and Diana because there really is no Steve Trevor. Like yeah. In this, I was thinking about that, you know, you have a little bit of a different um, origin for her. Yeah. I don't really know how to feel about the Wonder Woman and Batman pairing, just because Batman already has so many active interests in his, like, he has Talia, Catwoman, um, actually that might be it, but... Well, I I think that that goes along with the the damn psyche you know what i mean like his relationships are never yeah stable <laughs> i thought it would have been funny to see her with flash just saying yeah it would have been um well, well I mean, especially this diana to... she couldn't she couldn't put up with wally's um <laughs> wally's personality outside of a working relationship friendship basis <laughs> um in, in in the Timverse, Batman also has Batgirl because for some reason Bruce, oh God. Bruce Tim loves <laughs> yeah. to put Bruce and Barbara uh, together. It's so wrong. Like I was watching. It is. Yep. She's like to way too it. young. Yep. It's so crazy. Also, I mean, that, right? I mean, I think it's com- I think it's completely wrong. But I do think that the people who describe it as a father daughter relationship and it being wrong because of that, I think they're wrong. Yeah, they're but I do wrong. think pairing is wrong to begin with. <laughs> Ab- yeah, absolutely. It's, it's supposed to be Barbara and Dick. Okay. Yeah. It's just Barbara loves Dick. She has Batman. a father. She grew up with a father. She still has a father. Like he's Batman is is a mentor and and a role model for her. There's there's not there's no father daughter relationship. So toss that out the window. 
It's like, like if, you know, uh, what if, like, Anakin or Obi-Wan got with Ahsoka? You know, that would be wrong, right? Yes. Like... <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, Appreciate but anyway... <laughs> Because that's a that's a big topic, because it just baffles everyone. I think <laughs> um, when when you th- when you think about it, because you know going through the Batman animated series, like those episodes come up, and I'm just shaking my head because the age gap is just too much. Anyway, um, so we're wrapping up the episode. Uh, Superman gets another vision, and I will mention I like the I like the visions, like these scrambly, really weird sort of things. You know, I love the. You know, the sci-fi horror stuff we get. So mm-hmm. Superman flies off, and Batman's like, where the hell is he going? So he follows <laughs> him. And then Batman's like, this is weird. Superman's trashing this government base. He's like, hey, Superman, why are you doing that? Superman's like, well, let me show you. And then they come to this chamber, and Superman's like, this is Earth's last hope, and we get Martian Manhunter, which is a pretty cool introduction. It is. Um, I like how he's like, he gets down, he's like, I am... John Jones, yeah. you know, but we see him, and once again, watching with my kids, my they're like, "That's Martian Manhunter." What's going on, Daddy? What what happened? And I'm like, "Hold on, let's watch the next part, kids." Like, yeah. they're really invested That's because good. they know these characters, you know, and it's like they're seeing them. They're like, "Who is this? What's going on?" So, yeah, that that's really cool, and it's a, it's a good episode because it sets up. Because um, only two characters have had their own shows at this point, Superman and Batman, and it sets up that they aren't enough to combat this threat. Even working together, they can't do it. Because um, it, they're huge. Like, one of these walkers took out Superman. Like, Superman punched... He put on a good fight. He punched it, ripped it open and stuff, but it self-healed. And now there's these walkers all over the Earth. They're everywhere. Um, so they definitely need something, and, you know, Martian Manhunter is the key to all this. Uh, which, and then we get to part two, which opens with Themyscira and Diana as praying for her mother's forgiveness as she picks up her outfit, her lasso, her, um, you know, costume and everything, the tiara. Uh, yeah, most of her things, uh, I know in the past iterations they were you know the breakers of some god the tiara of somebody else the lasso of somebody else yeah you know so they don't yeah yeah, they don't go into any of her backstory really not here anyway Um, Mm -mm. because they don't really go into anyone's backstory because there's no time there's a lot of well i mean we already we already had like the soft like i you know intro to flash and kind of you know like i said we know that green lanterns exist yeah but i kind of like that they don't and i like how we get just the the um the line of dialogue from martian manhunter of or from you know how they got there martian manhunter is basically like i summoned them like once he was freed he was able and he summoned all of them and it was just like okay that's good shorthand yeah you know of why they're together and then from there, like you said, we can explore their individual backstories more as we go forward. Yeah, I mean, like everyone, everyone knows who Superman and Batman are, and this, this, uh, this, uh, this arc is really the backstory we get is Martian Manhunter's backstory. Right, uh, like, and that's his... the, and that's the, the ability when you have series, you know, yeah, yeah. start a series. 
series with the known characters, you bring in some others, and you know you have episodes in the future to tell their their personal stories. Yeah. Now, do we touch on well, like Hot Girl about just like her being the seventh? You know. Uh, so they, I guess, yeah. Well, she shows up in this episode here in part two. In the military base. Yeah. yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying instead of her being instead of Aquaman being in the series as the seventh like founder Justice League member, we have Hawkgirl. Yeah, like, I think it should have been Aquaman. <laughs> how do you, I will say? How do you guys feel about that? Like, you, I, my thing is I like Hawkgirl. Being a like in this, the founder of the Justice League is like, mm, but I like when there's more than one woman on the Justice League. I do too, but the other thing is, like, you get Hawk Girl, you get Hawk Man, and vice versa, you know what I mean? Like, they're such a yeah. pair, so it's weird mm-hmm. to have her just on her own on the just as, like, one of the founding members of the Justice League. And, like, she, you know, Green Lantern, The Flash, Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman, Martian Manhunter, they're all very distinct visually, and they all have very different power sets and skills, whereas she's just another sort of bruiser like Superman. And she always felt like the weakest link for, in this lineup to me. Like, I think, you know, uh, yeah, I, I would swap her out, definitely. Well, yeah, I mean, she probably is. You know, like you said, she's I a tank, like she's her. a bruiser. Um, and, 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 she's got a mil- and she's got a military mind. Um, so, I mean, you got two military minds in, in John and... Yeah. And, and Shiera, and then and you've got Superman and Batman, uh, Wonder Woman and Martian Manhunter. They could have, um, you know, I, I, if we want another female member, I would have gone with Zatanna, probably, to add magic oh. to the team. And, um, you know, she, she would be a completely different skill set and role on the team. Plus, I want to hear her talk backwards all the time. So... <laughs> And she's been in the shows. She mm-hmm. was in Batman. Yeah. That she You're was, yes. Right. So it, it is a weird... I wonder I wonder why they made that choice with, um... Uh, Hawkgirl. Hmm. Makes you wonder if, if Tim and, and Deanie weren't big fans of Morrison's JLA, because... He brought in. He wanted to use Hawkman, but, but he had to create Zariel. Zariel. Why couldn't he use Hawkman? Oh, is this Grant Morrison um, you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. At the time for for um, JLA, uh, that's he wanted to use Hawkman in the series, um, but they told him that he couldn't because they had him someplace else, and so that's when he created the the Angel uh, Zariel. Right. Mm. There you go. Yeah, and like in modern days, perhaps like, they were fans of that, and they figured Hot Girl would be easier to use. Mm. Um, and then in me in the show, they use two. They use both versions. It's hard to say both versions, but it's kind of like both the main versions of Hawkman, seeing as he's got such a uh, rotating, confusing story. You know, he's, <laughs> <laughs> they in in the. Justice League show when they do the Thanagarian invasion, they've got Qatar Hall, they've got the um, Hawkman, the Thanagarian Hawkman, 
And then later in Justice League Unlimited, Hawkman comes back, but he's Carter Hall. He's the archaeologist. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I heard the recent Hawkman run was really good for explaining, uh, like, just all of Hawkman lore, essentially, and, like, how they're all the same person. I heard that was really, really good. I heard it got cancelled, but I'm not sure if they actually got their resolution. Mm, interesting. I'll have, I'll have to check that out. Um you know, minor spoilers, but I believe that, uh, you know, he, he dies and gets reincarnated is part of the lore, and that's, like, the the Thanagarian one is, like, part of that cycle. Uh, and there's a, there's a whole time thing as well. So, yeah, it sounds really cool, and I might check it out, because I, I do like Hawkman. Um, you know, I, he was good in Smallville, despite, you know, the costume, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's like... I liked him in Smallville, and then when he put on the costume, I was like, you could have gave him a better costume. I mean, everyone else in Smallville is wearing hoodies. You know, you could have gave him something a little bit, like, because he just, you know, Michael Shanks was good, but then, like, when you put him in that costume, he didn't look as buff as he should have. Yeah. So maybe... I think the only only costume they nailed for a character is Dr. Fate. (laughs) Yeah, like you said, everybody else is in leather hoodies, but Doctor Fate, he he actually got a costume and his looked really. Star Girls wasn't bad. I mean, Star Girls wasn't bad. Oh yeah. Like, uh, was she in frame. it much? She was just in those that that like that little arc. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah she was in the Absolute Justice, and then Courtney Whitmore popped up later on. Like you saw her on the screen and stuff. Yeah. She had speaking role, but I don't think she ever. <laughs> Returned as Star Girl. Yeah. No. And Black Canary wasn't bad. Her costume. Zatanna. Well, I mean, Zatanna her leather and fishnets. I mean, they nailed it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, it would be hard to mess it up, really. Um, but uh, anyway, back to the Justice League. Um, so yeah, we get we get our introduction. Um, because the reveals that the, I don't know if, uh, I think. I think he was captured by humans or something, but at the military base, all the soldiers turned out to be white Martians. So they run, um, but then, uh, yeah, the rest of the heroes, Green Lantern, Jon Stewart, Hawkgirl, Princess Diana, and The Flash arrive to say the day. So they all show up at once. Um, and, you know, the Wonder Woman is like the rookie on the team, and Jon Stewart's really skeptical about her mm. because she's not an established... Um, superhero, really. And this is her first gig. It's so weird. Like, I like that, but, like, she makes the line, like, we're warriors, like, from, basically, from birth. Yeah. You know, they're trained. Because, yeah, they call her rookie and everything. And it is so weird to think, like, Wonder Woman is the newbie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was a bit like that in post-crisis. Initially, she showed up later, I think, than everyone else. But um, I don't know if she was ever considered like a rookie or anything. Um, but uh, yeah, so basically, John tells his backstory that the well, the the show doesn't establish that they're white Martians, but no, it's it's kind of no, kind of say that they invade. Um, they invaded Mars, and. And it created a war that's that stretched for centuries, yeah. I, I believe, until yeah. they finally, you know, did what they did to 
uh, put it, them in stasis and seal them away underground. They say a thousand of your Earth years they invaded, and then he says they had the war, and then for 500 years he's watched over. That was like his quick, the timeline right there. Yeah, and he's okay. he's the last survivor of his race, because he there's only one squad team left at one point, and they go to do almost a suicide run to take out them with, take out the hive with nerve gas, which they do, but John mm-hmm. is the only survivor, and he locks them in that tomb thing, which got opened. Uh, so I thought that was cool. I like John's backstory. I believe it's slightly different in the comics. Um, I'm not, I'm not uh, that familiar with Manhunter lore, but you know, one of those things. Show comics, but yeah, they called the Imperium. Um, in this, they're just called the Imperium, so it's it's kind of like White Martians mixed with War of the World. I mean, it even has like it's not, it's not that the air or water or whatever is no the air. Yeah, the it's not that the air is damaging to them; it's the sun in this. So they have a similar kind of mm-hmm. environmental weakness. Um, yeah, they they basically plant their own world engines in the in the ground to actually good block point. Out yeah, I didn't think of it as a world engine, but it is. Yeah, they're pretty much terraforming. Um, that's what I that's what I thought. I was like, are they terraforming? And then I yeah. step here in that. Ooh, yeah, you're right. That's cool. <laughs> they they do a good job of establishing how big a threat these things are. They're all over the planet, um, and they have to split into three teams. Uh, so. Superman and Hawkgirl go together, which again, I've already said, you're just putting two of the same together. Bad move, in my opinion. And they're the only team that fails, so hey. <laughs> um, and then, uh, oh wait, I think Flash and Green Lantern fail, but they don't get taken out. Because you have that you have that trope of, like, they're a team, but not working as a team. Yeah, well, I mean, Green Lantern wants to work as a team, but Flash is just, you know... I can solo this. And if it was Barry Allen Flash with his head screwed on, he probably could solo it, but... Because <laughs> the Flash is well, just godly. John, yeah, John wants, uh, John wants a plan, whereas the Flash just runs in there, thinks yeah. he's so f- he can run in and nothing can touch him. He does that cool thing with his hands where he uh, creates vortexes to blow the goo off, John. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Flash gets caught up in some goo, and and uh, John helps him out of it, and then John gets gassed, and and Flash uses his arms to to blow away the gas. Yeah. Um, and then we have uh, John, Diner, and Batman are attacking a third base. Uh, so inside, Batman notices the aliens are vulnerable to sun rays, which is why they're creating the cloud cover. They also manage to steal the crystal powering that factory, but then they're attacked. Uh, John and Diner escape, but Batman, who stayed behind to hold the invaders, is cut off and apparently killed, but we all know he's not dead. Um, I thought it was going to be this really dumb thing at the end where, like, Batman just single-handedly saves everyone, but it's not, and I was glad, because that yes. would annoyed me. Um, <laughs> Extremely. Uh, yeah, so, uh, that's the end of part two. So part two is basically just, like, everyone gets together and tries to, you know, fight off, but they're not quite there yet, and they fail. Um, honestly, I feel like this could have been two episodes. Mm, yeah, 
I mean, well, you know, this the second part is the episode where we get the trope where they, you know, they're fighting together but not working as a team, and and then the 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 bad guy gets the the upper hand. They get to be the threat that causes the Justice League to come together. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Just pacing wise, I felt two episodes. You know, you would have had to change some things around, but I feel like two episodes could have told the story. Uh, uh, certainly, yeah, I mean, they probably could have. It would have been a lot tighter. Yeah, than it like was. you could have introduced some characters a bit earlier and stuff. But you know, yeah. that was just a, a, a minor quibble for me. It's, they let it breathe a little bit, you know, like mm-hmm. without like it was quick. But even like at the beginning when Batman's kind of, you almost didn't have to do the. Uh... It, it helps set up other things. Yeah, I was thinking about this like. The, the Superman coming in to protect the world um, and the general not um, liking Superman really helps set up where we go when they start developing Cadmus and yeah. the government. And then when the Watchtower goes on and attacks the Earth and like, in, you know, if you're looking at Justice League and Justice League Unlimited as a straight through line, it really starts yeah. that – issue with the world the government against the justice league right here yeah where you know superman because in part like, you could take out the whole like superman disarming you know superman like quest of peace yeah yeah you could take all that out to, if you want to shorten this and just make that initial attack at the beginning batman and superman coming together fighting learning of these martian thingies and then, you know, Superman has the psychic breakdown, and then they go down, and right there, with the, you know, there's John. And then by the end of the first episode, we could have had, you know, most of the team there. Then the second one picks up with the rest of the team, you know. Yeah. But they wanted to let it breathe, give it some space, and I get that. And, um, you know, give you a little bit more introduction to the team. And it is kind of sad that, you know, we get the first episode really – we don't add – we add John, and that's it, like at the end. But there's no really new player. And then the second episode's like, here's the rest of the team. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean if it had been four four episodes, you know, like a two-hour-long event to introduce them, it would have been, it'd been way too much. Yeah. Um, but uh, as it is, you know, I mean based animated series, 20 minutes an episode, you know, as it is in mm. one hour – uh, one hour event to introduce the the team and and get the Justice League started. I mean, any shorter and you know it may have been too tight uh, and definitely any longer you know it would have been too long. Yeah, for for me it just dragged a little bit, but that you know might just be me really. Um, I mean like I I uh, I the opening episodes of Superman and Batman, so on leather wings. The Man Bat One, and uh, uh, I think I think it's just called Last Son of Krypton that first episode. But I think those are like two of the best episodes from those series. Um, so, and I, I'm I was gonna relate it to this, but I just want to say this is this is one of the strongest ep- uh, arcs I think of the the original Justice League series as well. Uh, you know, they really put a lot of work into making a good impression. I guess not that the rest of the shows are bad or anything, 
like they're still really good episodes, but they they put um, like as you guys said, the way they just set up, like they let it breathe in the first episode, mm-hmm. so you would just have, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I had some yeah, sort of point the, there that they, I lost. And- in this in this part in this three parter, you know, they've got a really good um, team dynamic going, a, a team building dynamic. And as you go further into the series, I mean, they have two parters, um, or three three parters focused on like one character yeah. and a storyline. You know, because each person gets like their set of stories throughout. Um, and and some of those are are a bit slower mm. than than others, um, so I mean yeah it's yeah. it is a bit it is inconsistent and as we said because like there's different characters well, it's all to your taste well. different characters different history exactly yeah. different different uh, rogues gallery to go against so certain tastes you know there are some episodes some stories that will keep your attention and some that won't just just because of that reason alone you know it's like picking up different comics you know sometimes you don't read a a character's run in comics because the 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 character the the type of stories they are aren't as appealing to your tastes yeah which is you know always the sort of uh juggling act of having an ensemble team book yeah, having a lot of diversity. Uh, yeah. Or, you know, example... Actually, I won't go into that because I'll go on a tangent. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, part three, we have four remaining heroes. So we have John, Diana, Green Lantern, and The Flash. They're banding together to rescue Superman and Hawkgirl. Because uh, they just got captured because their power sets are both just running in and punching things. Um and, yeah, uh, and they get gas because we got you know weakened Superman and gas and electricity can oh, affect yeah. him, you know until he until he fights Doomsday in a in a mountain and then like nothing affects him or he fights Darkseid and nothing affects him. Yeah, but... it's very all over the place, isn't it? Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, oh god, this loose cable. Ah, no, don't worry, I got Darkseid. It's fine. Um... But, uh, yeah, so they go to rescue them, then they get captured. Uh, then they see Senator Carter, which, as James and I said at the start, was the astronaut who came back, but it turns out, no, he's not still him, he's an alien. Um, but, uh, so we get the big mothership, like, huge ship, like, Independence Day sort of stuff. Um, and... So the the Imperium comes out of the mothership, and it's this really cool sort of like organism with lots of like weird hairy limbs and stuff. I really like that design of it, and it sort of puts its gross tentacles in John. And yeah, uh, bad yeah that was some pretty freaky artwork. How'd your kids react going to that? up under his skin and everything? Yeah. <laughs> How did your kids react to that, uh, Tyler? They were just like, what? They were like, what? what? What's going on? Like, and just, they were very much like, what's going on, Daddy? Like, <laughs> right. and then, of course, Taylor's like, get him, bite him! Yeah. Like, my daughter's all so, so they weren't grossed out. <laughs> no, like, they're, they're cool about stuff. It's weird. Okay, like, yeah. 
That's cool. Um, so basically, uh, John has hidden Batman's presence. He's made everyone think Batman is dead so that he could have Batman, who was unassuming and stealthy, sneak in and do something. I can't remember what he has him do. He plants like a bomb or something, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah, he really? telepathically shields Batman from detection. Uh, and he sabotaged the ion crystal and reversed... Okay, yeah, he, he did stuff. And now the whole process was reversed and the sun is back. The terraforming's gone and all the aliens begin to burn up and die. Um, which, you know, uh, Batman has no problem with killing these aliens, but later on he's like, no, Superman, you can't kill Darkseid. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Batman's got his... Uh, Batman's got his ambiguous morality that he... Um, to him, it's something different, but to, to Superman, if he were to kill, it would um, change him. That's true. I think that's it's, true. it's the problem. I think I think that's more of what he's dealing with. He doesn't he doesn't want a Superman that gets um, okay with with killing or being tyrannical in any way. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And, uh... <sighs> I just I just I did notice that they did kill a lot of aliens here. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, they do. They they uh, they they crack open as soon as they reverse the ion um, crystal, and yeah. and the sun starts to come out and everything. I mean, they just they just start punching holes in the ship and letting in as much light as they can. So these aliens are melting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, basically, they they save uh, the people, or some of the people, well, I think it's all the people, even though it's only, like, seven of them, um, that the uh, Imperium were doppelganging as. They kept them in, like, these pods for some reason. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure why. Um, and uh, John defeats the Imperium. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know yeah. why they don't specifically say anything except for like on Mars they were feeding off of the psychic energy. That's right. And stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so un- unless they're metabolizing people or feeding off of the life force. Yeah, maybe from something like that to keep pods. their forms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. John is like grappling and forcing the Imperium into the sun, um, and he defeats it. And I believe it escapes though, right? It yeah, it leaves. Back to its shuttle and um, oh wait no, what does it die? Yeah, it, it escapes. It gets in its shuttle and it takes off. But then Wonder Woman flies out and catches it with the lasso. Yeah, and then and then she ends up bringing it back down, whipping it back down into the ship, and like it causes the whole ship to start blowing up and crashing. And it yeah, but I remember and the it all blows up. the mothership. Like goes back into space though, doesn't it? Like there's a shot of it. And they even talk about how they could come back. It was it, it was something I found odd because it looked like it got destroyed, and then even in the synopsis here it says, uh, you know, the other heroes quickly evacuate the captured humans being held there before the factory explodes. The mothership flees into space. Um, it's weird. Uh, do, do these guys pop up again? I don't even remember. I don't. I don't recall ever seeing them again. Right. Well, anyway, the, the threat's done. Earth rejoices, 
over the repulse of the invasion, but several skeptics, including General Wells, haha, awesome Wells, uh, state they got lucky this time. If the aliens are a similar threat return, the Earth has no means of advance warning. Uh, Batman ponders this remark, so he builds a large space station. <laughs> um, you know, cool. How do you re- he says it was a a little like hide in the R and D budget. <laughs> yeah, He's, he I'm built sure it so it was, quick. Yeah, yeah. A, ma- a massive space satellite you can just hide in in your budget somewhere. And see, with the funny that it goes like, uh, a in short a, time in a later in a million different places, you know. Yeah, like you skim, you skim a little bit of money from a million different places to funnel it in. I mean, that's I'm sure that's how he, um, I'm sure that's how he hides being Batman. You know, it's it's you can't just like funnel a whole bunch of money this way. It's a little bit from here, a little bit from there. Like he's a multinational corporation. Like he's pulling little bits of money from everywhere I to fund his stuff. Like it just makes me think. Like, what is Lex thinking? Just looking up in this space station. You know, like, I mean, I will say I, I'm generally not a fan of Lex and BBS, but the one of the things I really liked was like Lex knew for a while that Batman was Bruce Wayne because yeah. he's not as good at marking his identity as he thinks he is. Right. Because um, even in like stuff like The Dark Knight and everything, what that guy in Wayne Enterprises goes over his accounts and he's like, hey... <laughs> Bruce Wade is Batman. Yeah, yeah, just some just some irregularities in in the numbers and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, the mothership does escape in the episode. I'm checking that out now. Oh, the, okay. Yeah. The the Imperium thing was was going out trying to get to the mothership and escape, and they crash that into the factory, and then the mother escape the mother ship escapes in uh, out in space, and it doesn't appear again it's uh the imperium are only mentioned in an episode called maid of honor part one this is the only time they appear so for all intents and purposes they're defeated uh which is like a bit of a shame because i think there was some really cool visuals visual designs in these episodes um but i guess we'll get to the end before we do a, an overall thing so basically uh you know, Batman, uh, or, I don't know, someone invites everyone up to this space station. Superman addresses all the assembled heroes, saying that the invasion has proved to him that even he isn't powerful enough to safeguard the, safeguard the Earth by himself. So he proposes the formation of the Justice League. Um, so four of, the, four of the heroes agree, except for Batman, who, as we went through before, uh, doesn't, is reluctant to join a team, but he will be on call. Um, and we've already talked about that, really. Uh, the last holdout's John, though, who's near the windows by himself, gazing at the stars. When Superman goes to him, John says he is the last surviving member of his race. Superman says that he can relate for obvious reasons, and assures John that he doesn't have to be alone anymore, and then John joins the team. Um, so, uh, yeah, cool stuff. I really loved... So, like, I guess the, the standout character for me in this uh, Ark was obviously Martian Manhunter. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool his backstory and the Imperium as villains were really awesome, really cool visuals. Um, yeah. I I mean I agree. I think uh, it Jean is the stickout character. I think uh, almost in the whole series of Justice League. Um, I think. Hmm. 
he has such a heart because he really is out of all of them he's more of the fish out of water absolutely even more so than diana um so well, it's also interesting. being psychic, he's like very empathetic to to everybody around and the people yeah. of Earth, and he wants to know more and and everything. Um, yeah, it's kind of cool um, how like Bruce builds this satellite as like a uh, forewarning system, but it's Superman who talks about them teaming up and the force that they could be uh, for peace and justice in the future. Yeah. And Flash makes the Super Friends reference, and they're yes. like, "No, more like a Justice League." To get He's a Super like, Friends you know, reference, that sounds <laughs> um, right. You know when um, they so when they say Batman says "Call me," so like the bat signal in, in Gotham is for Gotham. Do they just should they should they shine a giant bat signal on the moon <laughs> from like, the satellite? So like this is Justice League level stuff. Right, the Earth's, got, the Earth's <laughs> under attack. We've all called each other. Quick, someone needs to go out of their way and get Batman. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, also, I messed up before. Not an Awesome Wells reference, a HG Wells reference. Uh, awesome Wells, hate, uh, War of the Worlds didn't have the tripods and stuff. I got that mixed up because similar spelling. And Awesome Wells was involved with the film War of the Worlds. Yeah. So, uh, it works. But, uh, I was going to see yep. about Martian Manhunter. Like, we have that scene where Diana's judging them, like, oh, man's world is this. And he says, do not judge them too quickly, Diana. They're acting out of fear and um, fear and something else. And then you have those guys yelling that, hey, there's some kids trapped here. You know, you see all the rioters and everything. And immediately, like, Green Lantern lifts the car so they can get the kids out. Yeah. And it just kind of shows Diana, like, and you, because you were talking about Martian Manhunter being very uh, empathetic towards everyone. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that part. Hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, so I'm just going through the trivia here, some cool stuff. Another reference to the popular Martian themed science fiction is the way Senator Carter is replaced by an identical Martian agent, similar to the way. The Martians of Jerry Anderson's series, Captain Scarlet and the Mysterons, advanced their war against the Earth. In fact, the primary antagonist in that series was an astronaut who was replaced by a Martian and then sent back to Earth, similar to Senate Carter's uh, sleeper twin. So that's cool. Mm. Uh, obviously, yeah, it points out that these Imperium bear a strong resemblance to the White Martians in the comics, but they're not called uh, the White Martians, so... Um, yeah. Uh, oh, and apparently the Imperium posing as Senator Carter called the six captured superheroes Earth's mightiest heroes, a subtle nod to the Marvel comic superhero team, the Avengers. Hmm. Uh, that, that reminds me of when, uh, they put Nick Fury and the Fantastic Four in the, for the funeral of Dan Turpin. Um... It was like they weren't allowed to use it, but there's a deleted scene out there that you can watch that has them attending his funeral because it was dedicated to Jack Kirby. Oh wow! Oh, oh okay. In Superman That's really the animated cool, series, yeah, yeah, and that was that was Apocalypse Now, I think the Dark Side episode. Yeah, where he kills. Turpin, yeah, that's so. yeah, that's when Dan Turpin dies. Yeah. So yeah, you should look that up. I think it's on YouTube. It's it's like weird to see Nick Fury in the Fantastic Four and Superman the animated series, but hey. 
Um, it's a cool, cool tribute. Um, you know. Uh, but yeah, this is a, a strong opening. I I wasn't dreading watching this, but I have watched this like, Jesus, uh, 15 years ago. And I didn't enjoy it then, but I enjoyed it now. Um, mm-hmm. Probably because I'm a lot more into like this sort of pulpy sci-fi stuff now as well. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff there. Yeah, that'd probably help. Yeah. Wouldn't hurt. Well, you know, Justice League, the show, you know, it, it goes it goes to farther corners of, of the DC universe than, than some of the other shows did. I mean, yeah. it goes to Atlantis, it goes to uh, Themyscira, goes to War World, goes to Apocalypse, um, and goes yeah. to like, the Dream World, I mean, um, alternate dimensions... Time travel. Yeah, it, it and, does you know, a lot of they, they, do, they do a lot more. I remember there was a there was a good cosmic horror episode as well. I think which involves Sol and Grundy. Um, I think well, one of the reasons I really like the Superman animated series because it went a bit crazy there as well. Um, there were like these that monster movie episode with the giant thing on the asteroid that starts smashing up Metropolis. Uh, there were some horror episodes, noir episodes, a lot of different genres. I mean, these these are all, like, really good shows. Like, they're just, um, you know, quality. Even I, I, do have, I have a lot of problems with them, but, uh, I mean, I say that as if I have some beef with them. I don't. Like, I, I don't have any legitimate, like, ooh, I don't like this. I just, you know, I, I don't, um, I guess for people listening, these shows are revered. Um, which is why I'm kind of saying, like, I don't revere them as much as other people do because they weren't part of, like, my childhood or anything, like a lot of people. So, you know, I never got as into them. There's absolutely a lot of nostalgia built into these shows with our generation. Yeah. You know, I didn't get to see them as much when they originally aired just because... uh, it was on Cartoon Network. It was starting two thousand what one or two um, when this show started airing. I think. Hold on, let me double check. It and it unlimited. I wrote it down. Um, it started two thousand one. So it started in two thousand one for Justice League, and it just I was you know in, I was in high school, and I didn't get to watch a whole lot of TV. As much as I would have liked, and this was pre-DVR, so of course, like you know, Saturdays I'm busy with events or work or whatever, so I didn't get to really watch the show until they released it on right like DVD. Because I remember I got to watch a lot when Superman Returns came out because mm. Walmart had that huge, uh, you know, thing of all. Anything Superman related on physical media, and I got to sit down and just watch all of it. Nice. So I was able to watch Justice League and then into Unlimited, and that's when I really got to, you know, and that's a couple years after it was over, just because, you know, they didn't have the options like they do now, where, you know, you can buy it on digital, you can stream it, uh, DVR. So back in our day, if you missed it, you missed it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I've mentioned this 
I don't know if I mentioned this on a podcast, but I was watching Supernatural as it came out, like, from season one. So, I I was watching, I remember watching, like, season two, but I missed some episodes because of school commitments. Like, I was in high school at the time, so if I had, like, a school play on something I need to rehearse, where it's like, oh, I missed this crucial episode in season two, oh, I missed it. <laughs> you know, so I know exactly what you mean. Like, it's like, so re-watching that show was a experience because I missed some pretty big gaps that's how it was like with Smallville for me for a while I was like I would just end up watching it as it aired as much as I could yeah and then from about season four I think season four and part of five uh, I missed here and there and then I just started buying the the DVD sets when it came out because and just watch it because I just like I said, DVR was just becoming a thing, and I was busy, you know? Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, season four wasn't that great anyway, but... Um. Well, you know, you got to love the age of, um, of physical media and now streaming media. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean... Check this stuff out now. I mean, now uh, it's like if there's a show you like... If you if you like it and you know you're gonna buy it when it comes out, you can just pre-buy it digitally. Mm-hmm. So the day after it airs, it just downloads and there you have it. Like you've purchased your show forever digitally, which that's a whole other debate. But you yeah. don't have to worry about missing. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we do I, think, have... I think we're good. <laughs> we have feedback we can from keep Ray. going forever. Oh yay! Um, so feedback for the first two episodes. Because uh, he didn't have time for the third episode. But yeah, first two's fine. Um, so, hey, fellas, Ray here. A shame I can't make it onto the show due to technical trouble. Um, but I've managed to watch episodes one and two of Justice League Secret Origin in time for your recording. I must say, I'm really enjoying this. The premise is dead simple, but the alien invasion is pure bliss in a very old school classic sense. The opening with Carter stumbling onto the vault of aliens in suspended animation was really well done. It set a good tone. Admittedly, I was kind of wanting to see the League sooner, as it was very Batman and Superman-centric in Episode 1, but by the end of Episode 2, we're introduced to the whole cast as a fully functioning team. A little annoyed, Superman doesn't appear as strong as he could be, but I like how Hawkgirl is kick-ass and Green Lantern is a force. Episode 2 leaves on a cliffhanger, but I'd be keen to see how Batman gets out of that one. Overall, I'm liking these characters... Though Flash seems to be uh, the tropey wisecracker, which can be pretty annoying. And I'm pretty keen to finish Secret Origins, but also go beyond. Cheers, Ray Zod. Um, well, the yeah. Flash thing, I mean, once in a while, yeah, he can be quippy and annoying. But uh, Michael Rosenbaum did a great job. Yeah, that is a... The entirety of the series. That is a thing with the Flash in general. Uh, people uh, get annoyed when he is reduced to that sort of role, but he does have... Uh, really good episodes. But yeah, Michael, Michael Rose. That's what I'm saying. It's, you, gotta, you always gotta remember, it's Wally. Yeah, He's it is Wally. Yeah, the younger Flash. You know, it's supposed to be when you look at it, like Wally is the younger Flash, and like that's his energy is different than you know Barry's. Like my kids were both yesterday talking about, I want to be the Flash. I like the Flash, and I was like, I told him, I'm like Solomon, you're more of Barry Allen Flash. And Sayla, you're more Wally West Flash. The heroes and, and they're both like Wally West, or no, not that. Here. <laughs> like, 
like Young Justice Kid Flash. Yeah. You know, yeah. And while it, like this Justice League Flash. Oh, uh, and they both were like, oh, okay. Like they kind of got it. Like, because Solomon's a little bit more serious, you know, of a person. So he was like, ah, I get it. Yeah. I get it, Dad. I'm like, yep. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, funny uh, Ray's comments about, you know, uh, annoyed that Superman is kind of just like, yeah, because we've talked about that. It, it's not going to change, right? It'll change for some episodes, but generally that's what you're going to get. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, I agree. It, it really is just the classic invasion, alien invasion, you know, simple, yeah. simple. Just words. like I said, I mean, it's, you know, at least at one point they do address that, that fact, you know, of him getting taken out all the time. Yeah. You know, in that way, but so do they address it? Once in it comes to show? it, you know, you're like, oh, okay, that's cool, but because I I never saw that when it's happening. Like I I never saw that I, in the show. Yeah, I could I couldn't tell you what um what episode it was, um, offhand. Uh, it's been a while since I've watched I'm, the whole well, thing. Well, it's cool that they mention it in the show though, because I always assumed that like Bruce Tim said that or something, um, but. If it's in the show, that makes it better. Because uh, I was, funnily enough, I was, a while ago, I was reading, like, forum archives from, like, 2001, and they're going on, like, does Bruce Tim hate Superman? And they were talking about the Justice League TV show. <laughs> and, hmm. Well, if they uh, even go back just a little bit to um, Superman the Animated Series, you know, I mean... They depowered him, so yeah. there were some stakes. He he couldn't just just solve everything because he could do anything. Yeah, which like I I disagree with that whole depowering notion. I think he can give him stakes and stuff, but I guess I don't know. Some people just struggle with that. Uh, uh, Tim Tim generally did a good job though on the Superman show, um, and like yeah, like it, uh, I I do mention he gets beat up in Justice League a lot, but he gets beat up in Superman a lot as well. So I guess the difference is, though, in Superman, he has, like, he doesn't get knocked around to make other people look good. He just gets knocked around because, you know, he just, he just does it. He just flies into lasers all the time. Even when there's no one else around, he's like, you know what? I'm just going to slowly fly over there and get hit by this missile. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, he does, he does go out there and make himself a target. Yeah, well, I guess he's like got that big Dorito thing going on, so he's a pretty big target. Be hard to miss him. Right. Um, well, he does use super speed though. Sometimes it's always—I don't know if you guys know—but if you pause it when he uses super speed, you can see like him stretched out because mm. of the animation, and it looks really funny. Um, I'll send a picture to the group after the podcast. Yeah, it's hilarious. Uh, cool. But, um, yeah, thanks very much for the feedback, Ray. Um, yeah, I, I kind of, like, uh, asked Ray if he wanted to watch it, because I was curious to get his thoughts on it. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, watching this kind of made me want to keep going, but I'm in the middle of, like, Batman, and I really should just commit to that and finish that. Right. Yeah. It, you know, it was, it is a very, like he said, a very old school, uh, um, alien invasion yeah. story. And and it works very and it works well. They they did a good job with it. I mean, honestly, like I'm just gonna say, you guys might disagree, but like I would I would have preferred something like this 
than Darkseid. Like, Darkseid mythology for the live-action Justice League. Um, I don't, I'm not, I've never been a fan of, like, Darkseid's introduction being, like, just a sort of antagonist for the Justice League, if that makes sense, because he has so, mm. so much rich mythology, like... The... And he's such an immense threat. Exactly. So having him right off the bat, like, I don't know, just, it should be about the team coming together, right? And, um... Well, I'll say this real fast, is like, you know, in the initial idea for the Justice League movie, when they talked about the villain being Steppenwolf, I was like, okay, Yeah, cool. that, that, that is cool, be- yeah. Because I was like, all right, it's leading to Apocalypse. Yeah. It's a character that it's a villain that we don't care about, so we don't have to spend as much time developing. He can just be a very static bad guy. Yeah. Who's just enough threat to get the team going to build an interest to Apocalypse for us to focus our time in the film with the team, the character development and all that. And then we get rid of the bad guy and then kind of have this looming presence of there's something bigger. Um, but whatever, you know, that all changed. But um, yeah. and then, in you know, the new 52, when Dark Side showed up, it was kind of cool because when you understand that he was going world to war, war, uh, world to war. I can't even talk this morning. World to world. world, to world. Yes, <laughs> every world killing Superman and the most powerful heroes. And then when he got to this earth, it caused the Justice League to form that actually stopped him. Yeah. But that's such a big overarching idea that's through so many different books that you don't get that. Yeah. But I always like the idea of like kind of how they did it in Smallville where like you got Godfrey and Desaad and kind oh, of yeah. Granny Smallville did first. And like they're they're preparing the way. And that was you the know, last so season like, as well. Yeah. So it's like it's it's sprinkled in there. Of, like, little things, getting the world ready for it, building to it, instead of just him appearing in an invasion. Because, yeah, that's yeah. the other thing. Darkseid's, like, really smart. Like, that that event where Desaad and stuff were introduced called Legends, like, he he planted Desaad in there to turn Earth against its own heroes to make his invasion easier, you know? And that's, like, a really interesting angle to kind of go with, like, having this sort of media mogul turn the masses against the Justice League. Um, and I think that's just, that's a more interesting kind of introduction than just, I'm big, I come in and I smash, you know, fight my parademons. Um, yeah, no, I mean, he's he's an immortal, he's an immortal conqueror. Yeah. Um, you know, like, years and centuries and things like that, I mean, it's a drop in the bucket. Yeah. So... You know, the plans he has are extremely long-term. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, in like, I'm reading uh, I'm reading Earth 2 World's End, you know, we were talking about the New 52, where yeah, yeah. Darkseid is this looming threat. He's introduced to bring the Justice League together, but he's this looming threat over the entire New 52, like, multi-dimensional, the yeah. way that the fourth world is outside of the, dimen- uh, uh, the normal multiverse. And uh, he's he's just this presence all over the all over the multiverse in different on different Earths. Like he said, you know, going to different Earths to kill the heroes and stuff, destroy you know, destroying uh, Earth Two. I'm in the middle of Earth Two World's End, 
I just finished the Earth 2 main series. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and but that's dark side in the book. I mean, so many mm. books, you got pieces of him scattered all over the place. He's this giant looming threat. And, yeah, when they go into a, a few hours into a movie, I mean, they they just funnel him into such a small yeah uh, a small narrative yeah he he deserves he deserves to be done justice i think you know he he's his own character with depth as well yeah yeah he he needs he needs the build up and we need like the fourth world new gods mythology expanded the mm. a new gods film i mean well, like, we're getting that aren't we well, Ava DuVernay's still attached, and they're still working on it. That'll be cool, hopefully. Hopefully. We'll I mean, it's not on the slate or anything, but nothing's been officially canceled on that front. For for her, all intents and purposes, the last time she came out when she was announced that her production company was um, heading up the Naomi series for CW, Bendis' new character, oh. Um she her production company has got three DC properties going on with Warner Brothers and and its affiliates. So as slightly off tangent, but I don't care. So as have have people actually liked Naomi? Because I've heard nothing but negative things about her. And when she popped up in Superman, it was really forced, and she felt like just another Bendis creation. Like. Have you guys read much of her? Or I have oh, not yeah. read anything I've, I've outside read... of the Superman books. Yeah, it's on my to-do list <laughs> of books, but um, yeah. Well, the CW, I mean, they're also about their diversity and stuff. So, um, I mean, That's it might true, be a character yeah. that they're interested in. I'm not really sure how the book sold or anything, but I know most of that whole Wonder Comics line is is going is going away now. Or is gone now because Young Justice is done. I think yeah. Naomi's going over to. I think Bendis is bringing Naomi to Justice League because he's writing that come March. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, she is. That's right. Yeah, I was looking at the Justice League roster and I noticed she was on there. And I'm like, okay, I guess anyone can join the Justice League now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? Um, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I guess to wrap up. Um, just to make my editing life easier, because we could go on for a long time, but I'll, I'll end yep. the episode yep. now. Uh, so thanks very much, guys, for coming on. I was, it was oh, you're fun, welcome. as usual. Always. Uh, always good to get different perspectives on stuff. Um, so I've, I've never really talked to anyone about the Justice League, so uh, the, the cartoon, that is. Um well, and I'm sure it's it's nice once in a while to stretch your legs. You're always doing the comics, you know. Yeah. Bring us on. We got other media too. Yeah. Stretch your legs once in a while. I mean, Ray's picks coming up next. I'm like, oh, you want to do a show or something? He's like, no. Nah. He loves his comics, so um, no. But that's I'm not nothing wrong with that. Right. There's nothing, nothing wrong with that. Um, eighty years of eighty years of history there. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's so much, so much. Um, but uh. Yeah, it was fun. Hopefully we'll do it again soon. Uh, we have a guest cycle coming up soon. I'll make a post. Uh, if you guys want to hop on, let us know. Um, Alright. Yeah, we'll, we'll do something. Uh, but yeah, so make sure you check out Tyler and James at Krypton Report. I will put a link in the show notes. They mostly cover 
uh, the TV shows, but uh, you guys have mentioned that you are branching off into comics a little bit as well. Um, mostly, I was having a look at your feed the other day, actually. You did the Man of Steel miniseries recently, John Byrne. Yep. Um, which we also have coming up this year, I think. I'm not sure. Time's getting a bit crazy, but, uh, did you guys pick up that, uh, new Man of Steel trade, by the way, the hardcover? I have not. Not yet. No, no. Uh, I have, I have the issues. I'm good with that so far. <laughs> yeah. So are I guess... you talking about John Byrne or are you talking about the uh, John one? Byrne. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll, I'll let, I'll let you guys sell your show, not me. Because, you know, what, what have you guys been up to lately? What, what should everyone check out? Oh, our most recent episode we did, we talked about Dark Knight's death metal. Um, just what, you know, that included and wrapping up those arcs. And then before that, we did our Bye Bye Bendis episode, just kind of reviewing the last episodes of Bendis' run on Superman and action. And just kind of talking over that whole arc and that era. And then we're preparing. Um, soon we'll be discussing uh, the Jeff John's secret origin of Superman. And then we're going to get into uh, some more comics as we continue into the new year. Yeah, we, we'll we we'll jump back and hit some, some trades or, or some classic storylines. Yeah. Uh, but we're also keeping up on some of the newer stuff we were talking about the bendis stuff we did talked about death metal um i'm sure as future state moves forward over the next two months we're gonna jump into what's happening with superman yeah 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 future state will be interesting i've got i've got a few superman titles slated to pick up um yeah cool cool uh you know when you said jeff john's secret origin the hairs on the back of my neck just stood up it's like oh, instinctual. I know. I know. <laughs> it was like ah, yep. <laughs> it was just goosebumps. <laughs> um, but uh, no, that's good. Uh, yeah, if you guys want Secret Origin coverage, go to those guys because you're not going to get it here. And if you like Secret Origin, you're not going to like it when you get it. So check out those guys for you know. All that yeah, stuff. we're gonna. <laughs> yeah, because I I remember your episode and it was on my slate to cover. And, uh, yeah, I got so, some yeah. up and ups and downs in in Secret Origins. Yeah. So. That's all right. Well, thank- yeah, good stuff. Thanks for coming on, guys, again. No problem. You have a good day. Yeah, you too. All right. Uh, until next time, guys, may you not... Uh... Oof. I don't know. Just don't... I don't even know what to say, really. Um, don't... don't end up in an alien pod. Yes, yeah, that that's a good one. Turn up an alien pod. All right, see us. <laughs>